Things at the Cottage, a show about getting away, being away, and all the things that happen in between. Support for this podcast comes from Amsterdam Brewery, brewing damn good beer in Toronto since 1986. Hello again. Welcome back. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Maureen, fantastic. The weather was beautiful, beautiful today. A little and, hot. Uh, little no, hot. I don't know. I like the hot. I like the hot. It was a beautiful day. We're at the cottage. It doesn't get better than this. Good day for a beer. Bad day for a hair. Yeah. <laughs> Good for beer. Hair, hair, bad hair. for hair. No. Yeah. Put that on, on t-shirt. Yeah. Right, Maureen? No, I, think, I think your hair was great today. Yeah, I think well. so. Well. Chris is, but Chris is here. I am. And his hair looks great. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> he, o- he always <laughs> looks practicing. good, though. I try to be dapper. I try to show up to the cottage just with a little bit of flair. You know what I mean? Sometimes white shoes. Sometimes white shoes. Oh, you're day. that guy. I am that guy. Yeah, I, was I love wearing, that guy. I, was, well, I know, right? I love that guy. A little bit of white shoes. Honestly. Hey, that's uh, right, right sitting next to me. That's Ron Tight. Ron, welcome. Well, thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. This is uh, incredible. We're so happy to have you. So tonight... This episode, we're talking about what happens when it rains. Sometimes it does. Into each life, a little rain must fall. So our thought was, heaven's open, the debate begins. Scrabble, Monopoly, Trivial Pursuit, Crib, Poker, Euchre, movies, you name it. The list is endless. It's all on the table tonight. What do you think, Mel? I'm ashamed to say I have never played Euchre or Poker. Wow! Uh, so it would be it would be Monopoly wow. or Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, I can me. get behind the board game. As a Wait, euchre a- player, we know now that we don't want to play euchre with Mel tonight because there's <laughs> nothing worse than teaching someone to play euchre for the first. It is time. so true. Yeah. I think I want to go alone. <laughs> if I order you up, yeah. does that mean, does that mean does I have mean to go alone? Bower? What's a bower? That's exactly right. So. Euchre, tough I think. crowd. Tough crowd. I, oh, wow. It's a language I'm not familiar with either. A lot of hostility. I'll, I'll stand with you on that. Is that a cultural thing? I, I'm I curious. It's a regional thing. There is no euchre in British Columbia, for sure. When what I lived what, out was in it BC, banned? when I lived out in BC <laughs> in the '80s, uh, we bonded with another couple from Ontario because they knew how to play euchre, and we would and sit around and did. play. No People one else do did. Couple over euchre. I've I've noticed that. Do you play, Ron? Yeah, I. I can play. I haven't played because now my wife doesn't play, I don't think. Uh, I, none of my friends play, but growing up, my parents, and maybe this is because I grew up in the schwa. <laughs> and, admit, and you readily admit that. I readily admit hey, that. Scarborough, pipe and I down. thought Scarborough yeah. was bad. Although I usually uh, preface that by saying, you know, originally from Montreal. <laughs> I'm originally from Montreal, however, I grew up in Oshawa. But my parents would have these things called progressive euchre parties oh yeah where you'd have they'd have four tables of couples and you would play all night and you would move around from table to not as a team but as an individual and so if you won you stayed and then you switched seats so you got paired with somebody else and at the end of the night it would be individual and they'd give out prizes to people this is how they spent their saturday night that's not a swingers party wow that's that's different no that's totally different Totally different thing. But still, I'm intrigued. It wasn't a swingers party because everybody wanted to go alone. Right? <laughs> is that a euphemism? That's a euchre joke. That's a great, that? great, great euchre joke. That was a great joke. I'm using that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Never has anyone ever said, that's a great euchre joke. <laughs> they have, no, they have the now. Here We're making show. history. We're making history. Usually, so, it's a cribbage joke. It's coming. Don't spoil it. We make, we make history every week at Andy's. Do we not? I think so. I, mean, I thought we were, but I don't know. Well, last week we uh, we invented the word glamping, didn't we? I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think we did. It was us, right? It was totally yeah. us. I've heard it We're before. claiming it. 
Well, I think Andy's claiming you it. and yeah. President Trump. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's next? You invented the internet. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So Mel. Yes. I was telling you earlier about Ron and why I thought he'd be great to join us tonight at Andy's place because on a rainy day, it's great to take the mindset of a kid and have fun and be a little silly, be a little creative. And I got telling you about my friend Ron. So why don't you go ahead and ask him about what he's done lately? So Ron, what have you done lately? Do you mean in the rain or just in life? In the realm of creativity Creativity. and how everybody should be, you know, well, I did write a book. That's it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I knew he'd Don't get to shy. that eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wrote a book. It came out last fall called Everyone's an Artist, or at least they should be, uh, published by the, the the nice folks at HarperCollins. <laughs> oh, good people. <laughs> All good lovely people. people. They are. And uh, so, yeah, I've been kind of, you know, this year has been the year of touring the book. <laughs> you Got know, it. Take all those the mental images of rock stars touring albums and it's not that. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> anything all. but that. Anything but that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it's really. In, in, and now I'm working on my second book, and I'm about to go. Uh, you know, I'm going to about to spend two weeks at the cottage for holidays, and um, hope to get a good chunk of time writing the second one. Uh, there's, there's a it's, writing at the cottages. Does that count as a holiday then? For me, it does. I, I, I mean, I don't exclusively spend the time doing it. Okay. But, you know, I, I'm, I like to stay up late, especially at the cottage. That's fair. And my wife doesn't. So it's that <laughs> time I can sit, you know, in the, the screen room and, and crank away. Listen, you, to you, 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 listen to the loons. Listen to the loons. I'm going to ask a personal question. Do you, do you pour yourself a glass of something? Uh, I uh, have a special bottle of 16-year-old Lagavulin. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, my ritual is Friday nights when we get there. Okay. I grab a glass of scotch and I go to the dock with my dog. Beautiful. And it's usually ten o'clock on a Friday night by the time we get there, and I sit down and that's. How I'm I tearing up a little weekend. bit here, Ron. That is, that is, that is a bit <laughs> of beauty. Does do you have a, a, a ritual when you like when you get to the cottage? There's something you need to do every time. No, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, it usually depends on the kids and the wife and, you know, all the, all the bits and pieces. And sometimes it, it depends on what happens, what has happened at the cottage. So right. I sometimes have to jump on, oh, gosh, that happened. I need to deal with that. So, no, I, I wish I did. I wish I had a... I, I think I, I'm like you. It's not um, a carved-in-stone ritual, but the first thing I like to do is go down to the dock yeah. and just take it in. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Mandy? The first thing I do is I turn on the water pump <laughs> and I high-five... <laughs> If there's if everything if starts up as it's supposed to, <laughs> and then I pour myself something, and then I go to the dock. Right, That's fair. right, right, right. It's just such a beautiful time of night, and it's it's just like it. You are immediately transported from the hectic, chaotic life that we all lead in 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 the city environment to the car, to the traffic, to the thing, and it's the first moment where it's like, this is why I come here. Right. right. And, and now this is new for you, right? It, it is new that we owned. I rented a cottage for probably eight years. Um, and But just, I did not grow up, grow up with one. Right. So it's in my adult life that I've, that I've started. Okay, so you're a perfect person here to help Mel exactly. right? to take the lead. Exactly. To convert me, Ron, mm-hmm. because apparently everybody wants me to have a cottage. Well, I, it, it, uh, for me, there's like 
I like having, um, and we're just starting. So the idea of starting traditions, yeah, for me at a at a place, yep. is really special. And um, yeah, I just think it's a, I, I just it's a different mindset for me. And I don't have Wi-Fi, which is glorious. Ooh, I, a man I admire. So, so no technical stuff up there. But you have a TV, I'm sure. Okay, here's what's weird. <laughs> this is full. Dis- this is full disclosure. Okay, uh, I don't have cable at home, but I have a satellite at the cottage. <laughs> Interesting. Only because of For baseball. Those... Okay, no, because okay. Wi-Fi is too expensive to watch baseball, right? So I got it, but I don't. We don't watch it like any just for baseball. Um, can I circle yeah. back, Ron? And I'm sorry I didn't know about your book. What is it about? Oh, thank you. You gave us oh. the title, but what is it about? I'm. Uh, I, you know, I know Chris gets curious, but right now I am for this moment I'm curious <laughs> to know what the book is about. Well, you know, we're uh, at a time in it is a predominantly business themed book, but uh, there has never been a greater need for creativity in in business than it is today. And so, you know, I have something called the expression economy, and, and that is that you know people used to vote with their wallets, and now they vote with their time. And how do you win the battle for time? That's more important than anything else. And you really have to be creative, and that's really easy to say. So I think people do need help, and, and so uh, the book out, outlines what artists do to be really creative and how the rest of us can learn from artists, that we should be inspired by artists. Because for so long, artists have been this weird, oh, it's the freak, it's that cousin who doesn't make any money, who wears yeah. black and pursues his dreams. and. Yeah. Isn't no. he great? Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can he sleep on your couch? <laughs> yeah, for a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but but I think more and more now that as artists themselves have become more entrepreneurial, that they own, they can own their own channels, they can distribute their own music, their own comedy, everything, that they've become more business-focused, and, and business people have to become more artists. So that's what the book explores. Do you read on the rainy day at the cottage? Do you, are I, you a reader? Uh, yeah. Or are you a writer? I, 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 both, but... Um, I have a rule that I only read fiction in the summertime at the cottage because I read so much nonfiction in the rest of the year, so I choose to only read fiction in the summertime. And I think the love of reading in the rain at the cottage comes from the, the days I spent at camp. And, uh, and we went as a camp counselor... And when it would rain out, we'd have something called rest hour. Is <laughs> <laughs> that sort of like milk, cookies, and nap time? It's quiet that... time. Yep. You got to be on time. your bed. You can have a quiet activity, but you have to be on your bed. And reading in that environment as a counselor was so great. So I love, love, love reading at the cottage. Yeah. And speaking of being creative, I understand that you trained with Second City. I did. Yeah, and I, I uh, was there through uh, not I wasn't not main stage, but trained at the Second City, and then uh, produced and hosted a comedy show called Monkey Toast for five years with uh, predominantly mostly Second City alumni. And that just the you know the notion of improv is such a great life skill. I was a stand-up for most of my comedy career, but the 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 uh, improv is just in, you know at the cottage. You know, it's such a great example of. You yes and it, you know, like, yep. why don't we go for a walk? Yeah, yes, let's, let's do it, and we'll figure it out yeah. along the way, and something will happen. Yeah, that's it. Love it, love it. Well, I think that's a great place to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to dive right into some of those board games. Support for this podcast comes from the fine folks at Neil Brothers. 
an iconic tastemaker of extraordinary foods. 500 pieces of a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Done. Welcome back to Who's at the Cottage. And now, it's time for Ask Andy Anything. Each week, one of our guests asks Andy a question. Here's this week's. Uh, okay, so who pitched the home run ball to Joe Carter in the 93 Blue Jays World Series win? Ron, to be truthfully honest, that is like the easiest question that I've ever, ever been asked. But the backstory behind the answer is probably far more interesting. It was a Saturday in October of 93. Um, I, I was remember ma- it well. <laughs> I, w- I was actually managing a, a restaurant uh, down near the then called Sky Dome. And uh, that particular day, I remember hosting Todd Stottlemyre and his wife uh, for lunch. And we also had uh, a fellow in for lunch um, who played for the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, as it turns out, um, he may have had a bad meal or something. I don't know what was going on with him on the mound that night. But, but he, uh, he was the one that served up the pitch to Joe Carter. And his name was Mitch the Wild Thing Williams. So we actually served. Uh, Do you remember I, I what actually, you served him? Uh, I, to be honest with you, I don't. No, but uh, but he was in. He he was in for lunch uh, that day, and we served him lunch before uh, before that afternoon uh, before the night game. I, I so we have to start the conspiracy was, theory. I'm here. thinking so too. <laughs> what did you put in his meal? Like this is the loony under the ice thing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, come no, on. no. Seriously, I, I don't remember what he had for lunch, but Mitch Williams was was at the restaurant that day for lunch, and so too was Stottlemyre. Um, you know, we talked about baseball on the radio, yep. and I had the chance to meet Jerry Howarth and Tom Cheek, and like it was an amazing time in Blue Jay history in '92, '93. Even I, I remember '89. Uh, restaurant scene with uh, Kelly Gruber, Dwayne Ward, uh, John Olrud, some amazing, amazing guys who, who were all playing out of the Sky Dome who used to frequent the restaurants uh, that I was uh, managing at the time downtown. Wow. Yeah. So I, that was a pretty cool experience. The, Mitch the Wild Thing Williams is the answer to your question. I can see his hair. Yeah. Well. Right? That, that, that hair. <laughs> so I think... Uh, it's one of the things I love about Andy. It's such a great story, and it, it's this little-known bit of trivia. I I tell everybody your story, Andy. <laughs> I do, and I knew you would appreciate it, Ron, uh, yeah. being a baseball fan. But I'm going to add in an element, though, that when I tell the story about Andy, I'm going to say he served him nachos. Oh, <laughs> nachos! No, I think right. that, yeah, we we just served him. You know, he had stomach cramps when he was on the mound. He just wasn't himself. Like <laughs> nice. I don't know, there's something. It's it's hard to say that you were involved in a business that was serving sketchy food. True, and, 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 Fair and, and True. truthfully, truthfully, the number of guests we served a week, there was nothing sketchy about it. But but you kind of just want to say that we intentionally did that to his food so that he, you know. Conversely, maybe it was so good, all he could think about on the mound was that delicious meal. Absolutely. Threw him right that's off. A, yeah. that's, that's a possibility. Yeah. I okay, think that's what happened. It. So you let's still can that. claim it, I think. Still yours. Andy is responsible for the second World Series win that the Blue Jays had. So. There you go. So let's get back to, since we're talking about trivia, um, 35th anniversary of Trivial Pursuit. Yes. Canadian game. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a couple of years sort of getting there, but when it finally was off and running, it's 35 years ago this year. And I thought, why don't we play a little Trivial Pursuit? I, I love to play it at the cottage. I know Monopoly's like a go-to, but uh, sometimes it's nice to get the brain working a little bit. So I have a question for everybody. How many 
Oscars. Wait, wait, what category is this? We're doing, oh, another great question. Does everybody remember the categories? Is it okay. arts and leisure? No, arts so, so it, hang on, yeah. we started at the top. And, and what color is the wedge? So geography was blue. Arts and entertainment was pink. Maybe we can let a guest oh, jump right, in. Fine. <laughs> Do you know? Keep going. Oh. <laughs> Science was green. Science and nature was, uh, was yellow, I thought. History was green. Oh, no, I thought history Science was Science and brown. nature was green. Science and nature was green. History was brown, you're right. Uh, All I know, there were six pieces of a pie, and I was a bit hungry, and I wish they had only <laughs> cut it into four pieces. So let me just clarify for the okay. group. So the Geography blue? Yes. Entertainment pink? Yes. Very odd, I always thought. Yeah, me too, but whatever. History yellow. Arts and literature, not leisure. Brown. I think ah. Originally brown, later purple. So obviously really? brown was not a popular color. But no. Science and nature, green. Sports and leisure, orange. So getting back to... The question. The question, which was entertainment. That'd be pink. Yes. How many Oscars did Hitchcock win? Anybody got a guess? I'm assuming we're talking Alfred. I'm staying with movies because we're going to talk about movies in a minute. Okay, I'm assuming assuming we're talking Alfred Hitchcock. I pick zero. I'm thinking three. I say two. I'm saying zero with Andy. So, curiously, it's one. The birds. One. No. Rebecca. Rebecca, really? in 1940, a year he was up against himself in the same category with foreign he correspondent. <laughs> he had two shots. He won. The only one he ever won. Nominated 11 times, I think, as a director, but only won once. Wow. Best film, yeah. Huh. Who, who could imagine being so artistic and so prolific? I guess... Uh, Do you think it bothered him? I don't think it bothered him. I don't think he cared. Him. No. I don't think he cared. Yeah. He, he probably took a little note. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. 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 What was this thing about actors? Like, the best thing they can do is nothing? Yeah. Something to paraphrase them. Like, I just need them to do nothing and just be in the moment of being doing yeah. nothing so I can work around them, basically. Yeah, and you know that I'm, I'm going to Google that, what his speech was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to hear what his acceptance speech was. Oh, he wasn't there. <laughs> he was not there. Yeah. No. Accepting the award for it. <laughs> He was not able to make it that night. He's performing in London tonight. He can't be with us. <laughs> yeah. He sends our love. He sends Tippy Hedren. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Never, maybe not. So let's talk about um, board games. What's everybody's favorite? I do like Trivial Pursuit, but uh, my uh, where I would probably go other than Monopoly is Scrabble. Totally love to do the Scrabble thing. Kills many hours on a rainy day. Ron? Many hours. I'm not a Scrabble fan. I'm not a Scrabble fan, and I'm not a crossword puzzle fan. And because of those two things, sometimes I think, maybe I'm really dumb. <laughs> like, maybe that's it. Maybe. That I'm I mean, really no, dumb. Yeah, maybe. And that's why I don't like those. Hmm. But, uh, certain, no, I, I like Trivial Pursuit. Uh, I, you know, old school Monopoly is fantastic. Fantastic. And when I've got three weeks, Risk. Right. Yeah, right. you got to have the three weeks, though. Yeah, we yeah. debated Risk. We were going to talk about Risk because it's a long-term proposition. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, you got to win it It's, it's a commitment, yeah. yeah. Andy, what board games do you have around the cottage here? Uh, admittedly, um, I love the game's categories. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, that freaking timer that ticks away just is a level of stress that I don't really enjoy at the cottage. And, and, and... You know, when you have to find a game that everyone can play, you know, rules and regulations and all that stuff, and you always get those people who are very militant about the rules. <laughs> I love a basic game of Romoli because wow. it doesn't really require much teaching, and it's really easy. No deep thought like a crossword or Scrabble, and it's just a fun, easy game to play. have yeah. never heard of it. Really? 
of Romoli. I've heard of okay. it. I've never played. Not How long Italian does a game of Romoli take? Um, you know, it's funny. It depends... Uh, how many? There's nine spaces on a on a on a on a board, and how long it takes depends on how many coins or chips everybody has. So you kind of keep it to a minimum. Um, let's say you have uh, I don't know sixty chips, you know. So there's only X number of rounds, and you start winning chips. And if you don't ever win a round with sixty based on nine, you've only got uh, uh, six rounds to play, and then you're kind of out. Lot so, of math. Now is this something? Well, that yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, too, too much. Too, too much. Too math. much math. But, wow. but is it something that can be easily taught? Or oh yeah, because so apparently we, I'm not. It's so easy euchre. to teach. Not teachable. Well, yeah, Nobody's <laughs> teaching me euchre. Apparently. It's so easy to teach. It's no. so easy to learn, and it's kind of it doesn't require a lot of thought. It's fun and it's perfect. And and that's so why I, I just so it can you know for the first person out. It can be less than half an hour, and it could go deep for a couple people. It could take an hour and a half to two hours. You know, there's a thing, right? There's a there's like a a, a, a board. I think a sheet or a it's board. A sheet, though, yeah. Right? yeah, it's, it's like a like, sheet. Yeah, I remember, like yeah. it folds up and yeah, yeah. It's paper. It's paper. No, yeah, it's, it's paper. paper. Maybe a vinyl, but like it's a laminated of yeah. or something. It's yeah. not super sophisticated. And it's just a deck of cards and some poker chips and a, right. this primitive sheet. It's so yeah. easy. See, and and for us, it's it's always cards. Cards are just so easy. And you can, you know, it doesn't matter if the kids are playing or if they're not playing. If grandma's playing, if grandma's not playing, you can you can vary the game. You can do Chase the Ace. You can do uh, Spite and Malice. You, there's all kinds of different games you can play, and they're all very quick and easy games. Um, or you can get more complicated and do Euchre or more formal. And, and you know, their cards are just so much easier. And people can sort of come and go. Somebody wants to go get drinks. Okay, fine. You can go get drinks. And you need to go to the grill. Off he goes. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's easy for us. It's just easier to be able to divide up like that. Uh, Ron, do you have deck or decks of cards at your place? I think so. Somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those like, oh, I got these. Cause I stayed at a hotel in <laughs> you know, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> sort of whatever. Well, that book to tour sounds glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Wow, free cards. I think we have 10 decks of cards at our cottage. Do you? Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you how many we have. Yeah. yeah. More than that? Oh, More easily. Than, yeah. Easily. And, any- and some of them are like half decks, you know, because somebody took some out to do something else and sure. build, a, build a pyramid one day. <laughs> but we used to do it because it was just, you just need a dictionary and we made it up. Or there's that, uh, the Limerick game, you know, where you pass, has anyone paid that? Where you no. like, like you, you, everybody has a piece of paper in front of them and then you write, you know, there, there, once, was, there was a man that from could Boston. Get really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then you pass it. So if I pass you mine, then you have to write the next line Ooh, to the like limerick that. that I started, and then you keep passing. Sounds very it improv, family-friendly show. There you go. Is, I, wow, I like. That. There once That's was really, a. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I want to get to movies, but I think Chris maybe is getting a little curious over there. I am. I do get curious, as we know. So, but my so my curiosity this week is about drive-ins. Drive-ins used to dot cottage country. That's all they were. And unfortunately, a lot of them have gone by the wayside. Um, But do you have a drive-in movie memory? What was the most most memorable drive-in movie you ever saw at the cottage or, or not? Well, I'll t- I listened to a previous episode of this podcast when you were talking Thank about the, the first drink that was you? you had. <laughs> you know, the, like the, the first drink you, you hid, I think, was you, when you talked about snuck. that? Snuck. This is the first drink you snuck. So the first drink I snuck was a two-liter two liter bottle of Canada Cooler. 
<laughs> into a drive-in. Into a drive-in. Nice. And um, so my memory of that drive-in was of me puking. It was blurry. <laughs> it was blurry at best. Yeah. Do you remember what the movie was? I don't remember what the movie and was. And hopefully you got the speaker out of the way so that you could throw up out of the window. Because that was not pleasant for the car beside you. Not at all. Right into the speaker. Oh, you spectacular. Know, like, oh, Didn't yeah. matter. Spectacular. Not able to listen anyway. Unbelievable. Maureen, what about you? Um, back to the Future. I don't okay. know why. I rem- it, it was a summer movie. It was a yeah. summer release. I saw it with my bestie. And I'm trying to... Drive-in's usually a double bill, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what the other movie was, and it it escapes me. But wow. it was, uh, yeah, it's okay. very memorable. Okay, Andy? Making only fun of myself, I've been to a few drive-ins, and I don't have a clue what movie was ever on the screen. Because <laughs> I think I, you know, it was in my younger days, I think I had ulterior motives, and what? I never really, no. I don't remember the movie. That was not my primary focus of being at the drive-in theater. I, I don't recall. I'm, I'm don't recall. this news. Shock. Having said that, Shock. you were listening to a baseball game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that was, that's what it was. On the speaker. At, uh, <laughs> Something I, about first base. I anyway. do remember, I do remember, you know, as a cottage-related thing, um, going to the uh, movie theater in Bracebridge and okay. uh, saw Saving Private Ryan. This is probably, I'm going to guess it was 20 years ago when it came out. And just remember how amazingly powerful that film was and how I felt after driving back to the cottage and it was just anyway it was just a very wow. vivid moment um you know yeah. in my more mature years we'll just say hmm. good yeah. answer mel what about you jaws Ooh. and my brother was with me he was 12 i was 10 and he had seen it before so he was really excited about the part where the guy's head comes out of the boat i think down in mm, the water sure. and he really wanted me to see that part so he's like watch 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 and of course i turned my head away and he was just livid, <laughs> livid with me that I missed that part. I sat here and ate yeah. shitty popcorn. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, he was really annoyed with me. Yeah. Do you remember what the other movie was? I don't, mm. actually. Wow. I think I was so probably traumatized by Jaws. I no didn't doubt. Remember the other I can't movie. imagine. Yeah. There you go. Chris? Uh, uh, mine was The Adventures of, and I'm trying to remember, it was The, the Adventures of D.B. Rice or D.B. Oh, I can't even remember now. And it was like a... Kind of like an Indiana Jones ripoff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, I mean, but it, it was a great movie, and I loved it. But I was like seven, ah, uh, so uh. yeah, missed the drive-in. But isn't it interesting that people don't remember the specific movies, but the ex- it's I the can, experience. The, the experience is so vivid in my brain. Yeah, uh, I can smell it. I can hear it. I can feel yep. it. I mean, everything about it, and being such a unique experience. But that. The movies were kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Well, growing, growing up for me, it was uh, we always had what what was called the dusk to dawn, so they would play movies all night. Wonderful. They would play movies from from dusk right till dawn. And where uh, was this? Uh, in in Barry, uh, and it was it was great. And you know, it was like six movies. So ah, you're right. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> like I, a flight I, to Hong Kong, right? <laughs> I have something I'd like to try, well, but you. something to remind you of being at the drive-in theater. Okay, so give me okay. a second here. Okay. Here we go. Snack bar closes in 15 <laughs> minutes. Thank you. Oh, I miss it. Oh, love it. The so let, let's let's carry on with movies because we've only got a couple of minutes left. I I say emphatically, The Great Outdoors, best cottage movie, although Americans call it a cabin, ever, 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 ever. Uh, anybody 
Agree, Planes, disagree. Trains, automobiles. Not a cottage movie, though. Yes, cottage movie. No. Planes, are we talking well, about a movie yeah. we enjoy watching while we're at the oh, cottage? Oh, okay. or, or a movie about oh. being at the so cottage? So we talked about two things. Great movies you'd want to watch at the cottage and great cottage-themed movies. So I'm speaking to... Movies that are themed. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I agree with you. Also, a great film. Great film. <laughs> Do summer camps count as cottage? Yeah, uh, because I, I, so. I was going to go with meatballs. <laughs> well, meatballs. Are, you or, are or, meatballs, it, right? Meatballs was the, I mean, you know, we could never afford to send me to camp as a kid. But when I saw Meatballs, I was like, what do I do to do that? How do I get that? Is there a scholarship <laughs> or something? Like, I, I want to be that guy. Um, and um, and then and then I, that's why I went to work at a, at a summer camp as a counselor. And, but then Indian Summer had like, um, um, I think it was Indian Summer. It was, this, it was this movie that Roots got behind and stuff. And there was these all these old former campers go back to camp as right. adults, right? Right, uh, and it was, right. And like Kevin Pollock was in it, yeah. And, and I just remember the 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 camp director, one of the adults, came and said, "I bet you don't remember my nickname, you, my my secret name that you gave me." And he said it was like whatever the name was. And he goes, "How'd you remember it was my secret name after all these years?" And he's like. Every kid had the same secret. <laughs> Every single one. Yeah, so meatballs for me is yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, can't argue. I I don't know. Is, is well, on Golden Pond a cottage themed well, movie? It's outdoorsy, kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah we'll give you that. Okay, no, I'm in June. Yeah, uh, you know what that, I was, that was thinking. That was really good. I was terrible, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it's, no, it's I like in... too much to lie to you. That was my Henry Fonda impersonation. <laughs> oh, did you want to take another shot at that? <laughs> no, please. It's no. all yours. No, it's please. all yours. Yeah, poop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the box of movies. Sometimes they're DVDs, but very often we still have a bunch of VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And one player that's at the cottage. There's no player at home. No, at the no cottage, beta? No Betamax? No. No, no. no, it's VHS. What about eight-track tapes? No, 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 no. And so what's in that box, you know? I think we have... Oh, they're just terrible titles. They're always terrible titles. <laughs> and you watch them and love them because, to your point, of the drive-in, it's like I was at the cottage. It was a rainy day. Everybody was there. We had a great time. We laughed. It's really irrelevant what the movie was. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mother loves that movie. I did it love was, that movie. I, it was it funny. was that was one of those yeah. movies that I walked into. Uh, we were watching it on VHS. We uh, somebody else was. I walked into it without knowing what they were watching. Sat down and laughed myself silly because I had no idea. I had no no uh, pre notion of what was. Did what you know was he was expect. dead? I didn't. Know, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know at all. And so then when I discovered it, just got funnier. I and love funnier it. And funnier. Yeah, I it was love great. It. I think that is an underappreciated movie. 100%. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. 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 That Definitely. was a classic. For me, um, you know, we bought our cottage about 15 years ago. And at the age of our kids, the movie that we watched a lot was Rat Race. And if you haven't ever seen that movie, the cast is stellar from John Cleese, Cuba Gooding Jr., Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Help Me Out, anybody. So was this, was it's this a remake, a, right? It's a remake yeah. of It's a Mad, 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 Mad I World. I believe right. so, yeah. Great. So yeah. a stellar cast and, and just so much fun and, and, a, and enough activity where kids enjoyed it. But the level of humor in some cases was hilarious. And anyway, great, great movie. We watched it over and over, Rat Race. Who, what's the, who, who did you say was in the cast again? John, John Cleese. Cleese yeah. Cuba Gooding. Yeah. 
Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi Goldberg. Because as you just said those three names, that what came to my mind was, that sounds like an episode of Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> 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 Up next week, Cuba Gooding Jr., Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> and John, and John Cleese. Cleese, who is apparently um, sold out. Mr. Bean, uh, Dave Thomas. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember, oh, you know, wow. off the top of my head. But yeah. uh, so it's a great, great storyline. Very, very funny. Still have a copy of it? Absolutely. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it, love it. I, I think we're just about ready to wrap up. Anybody have any last thoughts? I have lots of last thoughts, but we're not going to talk no, about them. No, we won't now. share that's, them. That's something else. So if we're going to play Euchre, uh, who's going to have Mel as their partner oh. after dinner? And I want somebody with patience and kindness, because it got a little hostile. <laughs> it got, it, we did, it I, think it got, I think it did. I apologize for the hostility. It's okay. Immediately of the hostile. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, hopefully you learn. Or not. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? So I, I think... Uh, invited back. No, I think, I think uh, Andy, Ron, and I are just going to play some three-handed, and you guys can go hang out. Oh, so it's girls against guys. I yeah, we're it. back to that again. Well, we'll have a good time. We'll we go it alone. We will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll see Take you next care, week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. And for more information about our guests and all the fabulous food we're having here at Andy's, be sure to check us out at whosatthecottage.com. Who's at the Cottage is supported by Grill Time Gourmet Meat Shop. Receive $5 off your next order when you mention the podcast. Grill Time at 62 Layer Drive in Leaside. Take out or cook out. Come and get it. Offer available until September 4th, 2017. Who's at the Cottage is a steak production. Executive producer, Maureen Norman. Production supplied by Gat Broadcast Services. Production assistant, Daniel Cowan. Daniel Cowan.